Xbox grows and GameStop isn't selling. Let's jump into it. What is up, guys? Welcome to episode number 41 of Diggity, a video game podcast. I'm your host, Jeff James. As always with me is the notorious, the glorious, the luscious of the most luscious. Brody Falls, how are you, my friend? I'm cold. Cold, uh, Yeah, man. dude. Oh, my gosh. For those who don't know, we, we live in Indiana, um, and uh, and it's, it's, it's frigid here today. What was it? It was like minus... Uh, it was... What matters like is a wind negative, chill, right? It was negative 12 with a wind chill of up to negative 40, <laughs> uh, which is the coldest it's That's been so here in 40 years. So, yeah, it's um, a good time. Setting records, man. Uh, since the blizzard of 78, that's the coldest it's been. <laughs> I went to Walmart today, and it was even more miserable than usual. So Really? Yeah, I had to get stuff for the Super Bowl party, man. Ah. So... Is, uh, more miserable. Crazy. I mean, there couldn't have been anybody there. Oh my god, dude! I felt so bad starting my car. Like I was clicking. Oh god! I you could just hear it scream it was like, a little bit. No, seriously, it was like no. It was terrible. I was like, I'm so sorry. My bad. My, my poor Jeep was doing the same thing. It's like no. Did you have to like crank it a couple? Like, did you have to hold it and crank it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd hold it and crank God. it, but it it wasn't it wasn't. Um, I didn't have to like try it a couple times or anything. Yeah, no, neither. I, did I mean, it, it started it first just try, like but shit. it was bad. It did not like it at all. No, you know what you can like though us on Instagram. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter <laughs> at Diggity Podcast. Always have to have to have to just smoothly segue into yeah. that my friend um, I, I love your segues oh, they're fantastic absolutely uh you can sh- subscribe to our youtube channel diggity gaming um there's a video version of the podcast if you've never seen our ugly faces because you just listen to the audio podcast please take a look at it they're ugly they're great um subscribe to our podcast uh, the audio version on itunes google Podcasts, radio public uh spotify wherever you listen we are there and today's podcast because we have to make money, is brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial by heading on over to audibletrial.com slash diggity and get access to over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, your Android, your Kindle, or your MP3 player. So head on over to audibletrial.com slash diggity. Thank you to Audible for sponsoring this week uh, and every week because it's our only sponsor right now. <laughs> We're transparent here. That's it. Yeah. All right, man. Um, hit us up with diggity deals. So our first diggity deal for the week is an Xbox One X, one terabyte console, um, and a NBA 2K19 bundle for $399 at Amazon, and Assassin's Creed Origins, a Xbox One digital download from the Xbox Store for $19.80, which pisses me right off. <laughs> I just paid. Uh, I just bought that game. A little bit ago, so that sucks. But it's good for you. Yeah, so it's great for me. It's great right. for people who haven't bought it. That's that's the that's power right. of waiting out, you know. Hey, cool, <laughs> awesome. Um, <laughs> Xbox games with gold for the month of February were announced. Uh, so for Xbox One, you've got Super Bomberman R uh, and Bloodstained: Curse of the Moon. Uh, we don't have dates, exact dates for these yet. Um, we'll update that. One uh, it's usually happens. it's like the uh, first Super Bomberman weeks. will be there from the the first to the fifteenth. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah, it's like split right I, in half. Yeah, or sorry, I guess it actually goes the first to the thirtieth, but yeah. Bloodstain will come in on the on, on the second. Yeah, right. Um, so Bloodstain, Curse of the Moon is the other one. Uh, Xbox 360 backwards compatible games that are coming for games with gold for the month of February are Assassin's Creed Rogue and Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. Um, kind of a lackluster month in my opinion, but hey, you know, whatever, dude. No. Uh, you want to handle? You know who is not oh. having a lackluster month? PlayStation. PlayStation. Uh, so for PlayStation, the PlayStation Plus games that you get for the month of February, we're getting For Honor on PS4 and Hitman, the complete first season, uh, which For Honor was free on Xbox, what, couple two months ago, three months, months ago? Three months ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, something uh, like that. It wasn't too long ago. November or something like that. Yeah, and we're both extremely not fond of that game. No. <laughs> I was, was. was going to, yeah. Anyway, uh, on PlayStation 3, you got Drive Kick, 
and Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots. Uh, on the Vita, you can get Gun House and Rogue Aces. And as a nice little added bonus, PlayStation will be increasing their cloud storage for PlayStation Plus members from 10 gigabytes to 100 gigabytes. That is, which is awesome. awesome. That's great. That's amazing. I'm surprised yeah. they still do free stuff for the Vita. Um, I mean, I yeah. guess it doesn't take much. You just kind of say, hey, here you go, you know? Nah. It's kinda, Might as well, I guess. It's such a weird Some... system. I loved it. I, I, think it was, I think it's a wonderful handheld. It just didn't have support. No, it really didn't, upsetting. and that was that was the biggest thing, um, especially like third-party support. It was it just wasn't getting any games, and it just it 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 was a console that I almost bought on a couple different occasions, and I'm kind of glad I didn't. Oh man, so. yeah. Um, so before we get into the news, uh, last episode, episode forty uh, on Tuesday, we announced that we're going to be starting to do this new new segment within the Thursday show, which is called the Indie Radar. Um, and the Indie Radar just focuses on indie games that are releasing soon-ish or are on our radar of being just kick-ass indie games that are up and coming um, and have yet to release. Uh, it's a great way to showcase good games that otherwise might not get the great coverage. Um, and it's, it's nice to break away, I guess, sometimes from the, from the AAA news that we generally speak of most often. Um, so this week's uh, indie radar game is My Friend Pedro. Um, so the release date for this is Q1 in 2019. Um, platforms are PC and Nintendo Switch. Uh, the dev um, is Dead Toast Entertainment, and it's being published by Devolver Digital, which is a great publisher. Um, the quote pulled directly from Revolver's listing for the game is, My friend Pedro is a violent ballet about friendship, imagination, and one man struggle to obliterate anyone in his path at the behest of a... <laughs> Sentinel banana, uh, the strategic use of split aiming, slow motion, and the old stylish window breach. Uh, sorry, breach create one sensational action sequence after another in an explosive battle through the violent underworld. Uh, you may recognize the game as it was shown in Devolver's E3 event uh, back in 2018, um, but we both thought it was just hilarious. I think it's hilarious. The banana in the trailer just cracks me right up, bro. And, I, uh, yeah, I love the trailer for this game. It, it's just, the game is so simple, but charming all at the same time. And the fact that it's all because of a sentient banana is hysterical. <laughs> so I mean, if you guys want to see the trailer great. that we're talking about, uh, you can head on over to our YouTube channel, diggity gaming uh, and the trailers uh, on our YouTube channel. Um, it's the latest upload. Uh, but, uh, yeah, or I guess not the latest, because wow. if you're listening to this, nah, podcast this is up. up. So it's a upload before. Um, but, yeah, it's on our YouTube channel, Diggity Gaming. And, uh, yeah, we both thought it would totally deserve this week's Indie Radar. And we just, I can't wait to play it. I think it looks so funny. <laughs> Some of the craziest things that, like, in that trailer, they have him walk up on a frying pan. Launch yeah. the frying pan up into the air and shoot and ricochet off of the frying pan. Like, it's insane yeah. the things they thought of for this game. And, uh, it's going to be great. Oh, it's it looks so good. I can't wait awesome. for it. Yeah, and I think Devolver Digital is a perfect publisher for this because they yeah. totally like to just f around and just have fun and just mess things up <laughs> in gaming and just you know just be just be goofy. Um, so I'm oh, super yeah. stoked for this. Um, hey, you got to play uh, a little bit of Kingdom Hearts three, and so yeah. I'm gonna let you have the floor and just kind of go on first impressions. I'm gonna ask you probably a bunch of questions because I haven't had the chance just. Between this weather, job, a yeah. bunch of crap going on. I haven't had the opportunity so far to do it. So the floor is yours, but uh, I'm going to ask you questions. Uh, I probably won't have a whole lot of answers because I have not gotten to put in too much time yet. Well, okay. um, but I, I've played about two hours so far, and okay. that's that's what I was able to get last night, and then I'll play it again tonight mm -hmm. and hopefully have a little bit more of a uh, better idea for everybody on Tuesday or on the Tuesday show. But um, – so basically, I'm kind of like a newcomer to the King Hearts series, like uh, or Kingdom Hearts series. Sorry, um, I, I actually own one and two. I own like, uh, but I I think it's still in the plastic. I just haven't gotten oh around God. to it because I bought that. it. Don't open that. Yeah, I'm just gonna hold on to it. Yeah, uh, it was like the the, the pack that they did uh, a couple years ago, so it wasn't a, oh, okay. anything too like crazy. It's probably not worth it. Yeah, okay. yeah, um, but. Basically, uh, I just kind of wanted to jump in and see what it's all about. I understand a lot of people are very uh, persistent that you should start from number one, but 
considering we do a podcast, I kind of had to jump into Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, I didn't really have time to go through the first two, but I do remember playing a little bit of the first one when I was younger. I mean, right around the time it started out. I also did not have a PlayStation at that time, so... Uh, it was one of those things that I would play it at friends' houses and things like that, and just I, I never gathered anything about the story. Uh, so I, I've been watching videos the last couple of days trying to get caught up on what the hell is going on in this game, and I'm still as confused as when I went into it. <laughs> it's There's a very convoluted, like, just crazy, crazy story behind all that. Um, but I, I, I can piece together the basics enough to understand kind of what's going on. Um, and so I started out and kind of jumped into it. Uh, the, the beginning was pretty long because we were, you, you were talking to me and asking me how the gameplay was. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I'm still sitting in a cutscene. Like I haven't made it out of a cutscene yet. This was like 45 minutes into it. I mean, I, right. I had played like five minutes or something, you know? Uh, but most of it was just kind of a, a story set up. Um, and then after that, I didn't see another cutscene for like an hour, though. I didn't see another cutscene, or a full, like, uh, over five-second type cutscene mm-hmm. deal for, for a full another hour of, that I played. Um, and so, uh, by the end of the night, the by the end of the two hours, I was actually really getting into it. I was really liking it, and I was having fun with it. I was getting the hang of what That's I was good. doing, and... And getting used to the little sub menu to switch from a basic attack to like your your magic attacks and all that. Um, but I, I will say the first hour was kind of a, a slog for me just because not being a fan of the series necessarily, uh, it, it was a little bit hard to kind of jump into. But by the time it got rolling, I was really getting into it. I'm excited uh, to go in, into the Toy Story world. I think that's going to be awesome, especially yeah. because I've seen all of the Toy Story movies like a hundred yeah. times because that was my oldest son's favorite that. movie. Did you? <laughs> so with the characters, obviously now you realize it's, it's heavily Disney, right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I knew that going in, I guess. Did but, you know uh, how much, though? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. I knew how much Disney um, it was. So, do you think that they kept like the authenticity for what you've been through right oh, now? Yeah. yeah. Cool. And do you yeah, find absolutely? Like, do you find this one? Uh, and you said it, I mean, it might be too early because you had said you only play like two hours or a little over that. But mm-hmm. so there's a couple of things I'm seeing online. Um, I actually mm-hmm. watched the Achievement Hunter live stream today, and yeah. uh, they're they're hammering away at it for I think like an hour or two. And the problem they were having was the camera. Uh, was okay. messing up on them hard or like they do like a super jump or something to go do like a big attack and the mm-hmm. camera would just, you know, would just be way zoomed in. Um, oh, really? Yeah, or something. Okay. It could have just been that area that they were in. Um, yeah, that could be because I didn't, I didn't actually run into that issue. Okay, I cool. did have a, I did have a little issue with like the, um, the camera while they have like special, special paths that you can follow and they kind of like light up. Right. Mm-hmm. And so as I would try to run on those, sometimes the camera would freak out and go elsewhere oh. while I was trying to follow these. But uh-huh. for the most part, it, it followed pretty well. I didn't run into any issues while I was doing like special attacks or right. anything. Right. Cool. But I, I think gameplay wise, it looks, it, it feels great. And I think visually it looks incredible. The music is gorgeous uh i just i i'm excited to play some more of it tonight i'm gonna definitely dive into it uh this weekend we gotta jump into the anthem demo yes we do so uh i don't know how much gameplay i'll get into over the weekend but uh i'm gonna hopefully have a little bit better opinion by tuesday so yeah i'm thinking friday night and uh saturday night's gonna be a lot of anthem yeah definitely a lot of Anthem. Cool, man. Thanks for that. Um, another piece of news, GameStop is apparently no longer pursuing sale of the company. So GameStop officially had a news release that stated the pursuit has been canceled due to the lack of financing on terms that would be commercially acceptable to prospective acquirer, uh, which basically means like they got a shit deal um, and they decided that they didn't want that shit deal. Um, on January 16, 2019, GameStop, sto- or GameStop sorry, sold its Spring Mobile uh, business for approximately $735 million. Um, these Spring Mobile business locations are kind of interesting. Basically, if you go to an AT&T store now, I, I mm-hmm. think AT&T bought them. Um, but when like, AT&T's got redone 
and stuff like that. These essentially it was like a spring mobile within AT and T. Um, right. All the orange everywhere and all that kind of crap is the key distinguisher in that. But anyways, uh, the company is currently evaluating options of what to do with the income. Uh, some options include paying off outstanding debt, funding share repurchases, reinvesting in core video game and collectibles businesses uh, and to drive growth or a combination of these options. Uh, and the company is also actively seeking out a permanent CEO at this time. You know what they should do? I was thinking about this. Um, I, I think it was Monday. I was thinking about it because I went into a GameStop on Monday, and if they if they can take a GameStop and a box lunch and a like I guess a little bit of a Fye um, that we have here yeah. and kind of amalgamate them together, that'd be great. I think the problem with GameStop is it looks like shit on the inside. Yeah, but like, it does. It's looked the same for years i mean it's just it gray hasn't changed it's just gray yeah. and it's just the like there's no I, I mean there's a lot of I, I always advise go to your local game shop um because I, absolutely you're just going to get better customer service and you know they're going to go out of their way to, to help sell you something um but yeah i mean GameStops are just like great like i mean you walk in there and it's like like an old school um like radio shack from like 19 like you know 99 or like early 2000s you know what i mean right like i mean they're, oh, yeah. they're one step away from having like the 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 board all up on the side of the walls with the slits in it and then they just hang their shit on it like <laughs> it's absurd like i, I mean just fucking pegboard on the wall <laughs> well because they do cheap stuff right like yeah. Where you go, okay, I want to go to the Xbox section. Okay, cool. So there's like a cardboard banner above it saying Xbox, and it's green, and the sign, that that's right. it. Like, put some lights in there. Put different, like, flooring down. Make the counters cooler. Make, like, make even the employees, like, you know, have, you know, uh, I don't know. Like, they just need to, to make it better. Because Box Lunch tomorrow, if Box Lunch decided to sell video games, I bet you a ton of people go buy video games at it. It's just nice to walk into a box lunch. It's nice to walk into an FYE. Um, I mean, Think Geek stores, I think they're underwhelming because there's it's just literally let's just buy the smallest like this is this is what I think their 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 plan is every single time for a Think Geek store. Let's find the smallest fucking space available in a mall <laughs> and then let's just shove every fucking thing that we possibly could in there. Yeah. There's not even enough room for people, dude. No. No, I Think Geek in our mall is terrible. It's always hotter and shit in there. Oh my god! There's a bunch so of bad. people in there. It smells, smells. bad. Oh. There's there's like no rhyme or reason to anything to as to where it's at in there. It's just a nightmare. And then our GameStop has literally looked the same for like 15 years. Not even that. It hasn't it's changed. Just, even the other GameStop we went to, the one where the guy yeah. thought you were stealing something, so he had to follow you around forever. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> That one. I mean, we're both pretty sketchy looking individuals. Oh yeah, so. for sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, like uh, I, that one smelled, and that one's just—they're just old. And like people are like, well, maybe that's just your Indiana GameStop. I've been to a GameStop in Los Angeles. It looked like shit. I've been to a GameStop nah. in Miami. It looked like shit. I've been to a well, GameStop in Austin, Texas. Guess what? It looked like shit, and generally it smelled like shit on the inside of it. And you're like, you're not talking about small purchases. Like, fuck, you're handing no. somebody sixty dollars, generally speaking, on average. Yeah. For, if yeah. you're just gonna buy one thing, and if you're not, if you're buying a console, you're spending like four hundred dollars, and the experience is basically, I mean, the employees are generally nice at a GameStop. Yeah. But like, the the overall environment is just shit. Like, it does not right. make me want to spend money there at all. To me, I think the only reason GameStop is still around is because there's no other major uh, retailer, yeah. major game retailer other than, like, I mean, you can go Walmart's to Walmart Walmart's stepping or it up, though, like man. I don't know if you've yeah, seen it in are. their gaming section. Like, they've got, so they've got it segmented now. Yeah. And then they've also yeah. got, like, but it's, like, all colored different in certain sections and stuff. Right. And it's kind of nice. I, I guess, I mean... Somebody who, uh, a, a retailer who pretty much Specifies, specializes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that's the only way they're staying alive. But at the same time, the only reason nobody else can come up in that market is because it's kind of a dying market anyway. So it's this right. weird. Nobody wants to touch it. 
it's this weird middle ground. Nobody wants to get into it, and nobody has wanted to get into it for a while because right. the writing's been on the wall. I mean, it was if you were to create a business five years ago, you still knew the direction that the market was going. So mm-hmm. it, why would you do that? You know, um, but at the same time, like they're still around because there's such a integral part of gaming i guess people just know every everybody knows who gamestop or yeah. eb games or well, whatever it's like blockbuster in a way right yeah. I mean, when you wanted to rent a movie for the last you know 20 years you went to blockbuster right, right right and we have a really really good local game store where we're at and i try to go there anytime i can but um basically really the only time i'll go to a gamestop is for major releases and things like that you know uh something i'm going to pick up at midnight uh right. other than that nah i'm good yeah, dude. The uh, like, I also don't understand from a business perspective why they would have segmented Think. Like, Think Geek was a huge website, right? That did yeah. tons of e-commerce, and like, it was cool to have a Think Geek store. Why not just put the Think Geek store inside of a GameStop? Like, just right. just start out with with like a boutique little thing inside of it to you know create you know some hype inside of GameStop, get people in there and I'm purchasing video games and shit. Like I don't think it really needed its own store because the way that they did the store is so shit. Like if they yeah. took the stuff that they sell on ThinkGeek and they put it into the box lunch way, it would have mm-hmm. been wonderful. Well, there's a there's a pretty big crossover between ThinkGeek and GameStop anyway. Like I understand they're owned obviously yeah. by the same company, but at the same time like you can get the same thing from Think Geek it's or GameStop. Tr- it is true. And half the time, the prices are different. Yeah. That's what's fucked it's up. It's so bad. Yeah, half the time, there's shit's in clearance in GameStop, but then it's full yeah. price at Think Geek. It, it's bizarre. I, I don't I don't understand what they... Like, I understand you want to keep kind of more your collectible side of it and just kind of your nerd culture outside of gaming separate. But they don't do that. Right. They don't you even have like the the case of collectibles at a GameStop is like it looks like it's from someone's fucking home and it's just got like <laughs> four shelves on it and depending upon the size and variance of, of, of the collectible or character, right? Like cause if you want to go super nerdy, totally fucking understand. Just decide what you want to be, right? Because you're you're selling that shit. <laughs> yeah, the pops. <laughs> we paused there because Brody was looking back at the pops for those on the audio podcast. But uh, yeah, no, like I mean, if you want to be super nerdy and you want you want to do you want to get to that niche that niche market of just gaming, just do all no. gaming based shit. No one's asking mm-hmm. you to 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 put a million other things out there. Just do gaming based shit and do it good and make it make me feel fucking good when I'm in your store. Don't make me feel like you just described diggity podcast to a T. Absolutely. <laughs> don't fu- don't make me. Go in there with my wife, and I'm trying to look for a fucking game. I just want to buy the new game. I want the physical copy of it. I don't want the digital copy because I want the physical copy because I want to go back to trade it in. And, like, that's – I don't think they even fucking see their own, like, their own power in that. Is There's a lot of people out out there that just want to buy a game physically, like a Red yep. Dead 2. The other fucking day, me and Brody are playing Red Dead 2. And I had said to him, hey, when I'm done beating Red Dead, I might hold on to it for a little bit longer, but then I'm probably going to trade it in. And then he's like, yeah, I might. He's like, yeah, I, w- I would do the same, but I bought it digitally. And then I went, oh, shit, I bought it digitally. My bad. <laughs> I used an Amazon gift card online because it would have been more expensive to buy it and get it shipped right. to me rather than buy it digitally. And, well, and that's, I was like, what that's the, the other thing. That's the other thing for GameStop is they don't really make all that money off of new games. No, yeah, most of most shit. of their revenue is all off of used games. Um, so, but I just those days are leaving quickly. Right, I, they don't have much longer at all, and I think that's why they got such a shit offer. I don't think it necessarily even has anything to do with their outstanding debt. I mean, obviously that plays a role into it, but at the same time. If they don't innovate to keep to do something to still keep GameStop around, yeah. they're gonna have to. Uh, they're gonna disappear because they, there's not gonna be any reason to keep them around because right. the direction the gaming industry is going, used games are already a thing of the past. Half of half of the games that you can buy anymore, like you have to have. Uh, or I guess it, this was probably a trend a few years ago where they had a, a certain code that you actually had to have to play online. So if you bought yeah. a game and it was like an online only game and you didn't have this code, you had to go in to 
like the Xbox store, the PlayStation store and purchased this like $10 online access pass because they were trying to basically crack down on, on people shit, just, yeah, yeah just you, buy yeah. it, trade it, whatever, you know. What's crazy to me too is that the Spring Mobile store that they had was mm-hmm. so solid. Like newer redesigned AT&T stores have that Spring Mobile platform and they are such a great thing. You walk in, there's no fucking desk. People walk around and they have an iPad with them and they can take your credit card right there from your iPad. You can even pay with Apple Pay or, or Google Pay, whatever. And it's all about just product. Product and all about high-level service. Why not make a GameStop? Picture this, where you walk into it. This is my official resume, too, to become CEO of it. Uh, you can, I don't <laughs> want to be the fucking CEO of GameStop. The, uh, you walk into a GameStop, okay? Nice fucking floors. Everything is segmented. You've got different pods. You've got a pod for PlayStation, you've got a pod for Xbox, you've got a pod for Nintendo. And then on the back end is an entire PC area and other accessory area. There's no fucking wire shelves, okay? Metal wire shelves <laughs> on the fucking walls with like like cuz this is what this is the absurdity of it, right? Here's a Razer Chroma keyboard. It's $100 on the Razer site. Let me just throw that up on a fucking wire shelf. And stick a hundred dollars, thirty dollars, yeah, and sell it for one hundred and fifteen <laughs> or one hundred and twenty with a sticker. If you were to sell yeah. that for one hundred fifteen dollars, it was beautifully placed onto a shelf. It didn't have a sticker on it. Then when I rip it off, it looks like fucking herpes on any product that I buy. <laughs> and then you, <laughs> I'm sorry, it is the fucking yeah. GameStop stickers are the herpes of the fucking game industry. You, it just all the glue sticks to it, and they know it. <laughs> They fucking know it, and they don't change it, Brody. My least favorite thing is the fact that they can't be bothered to get a new, like, uh, cover for the outside of a game, so they just take their same shitty little black, black, white, and red cover, put them on there, and then they just write the name of the game, and you're like, oh, oh, no. Not even that. Why does the sticker have to be that fucking big? I don't know. Why? Anyways. It's, It's annoying. And it always has... Like three different prices on it. It's like old price, yes. new price, pro member price. And you're like, come yeah. on, just put the actual price What would be it. great, though, is you walk into a GameStop, everything's like modular, and then you, you just you walk in there and, and, and say, hey, what are you looking for? Hey, uh, I'm looking for a new game for Xbox One. I heard about you know Kingdom Hearts 3 coming out. Can you talk to me about that? And so they just talk to you. They're, you're not, they're not behind a fucking desk. They just talk to you about yeah. it. They they say, well, you might like it like this, or you might like it like that, or hey, you should listen to Doogity Podcast about it. Or they might say, hey, you know, you need to, <laughs> do, you know, hey, you might want to actually for PlayStation because of X, Y, and Z, whatever, right? And then they just scan your fucking card. You get because they literally, dude, could go to a model where there's just pieces of cardboard on the fucking wall, okay, yeah. with just digital serial codes. And people would still go, and they'd still buy it there because they can interact with somebody and talk to somebody, and then right. upsell them on other stuff like accessories or something like, "Hey, do you want to check out our new, you know, PC?" Like, why are they not pushing PC stuff in a GameStop? I don't understand. I, I've seen a few things, but here it's so shared. It's but like it's here's our exactly. Razer it's mouse. Like a, we have one Razer yeah. mouse and a keyboard. Directly in between PlayStation and Xbox, there's a small little, it's next, literally next like a nin- foot next wide. Next to the 3DS section. And it's yeah. like, you have to make f- people feel It's over there by the used Wii And games. in groupings yeah. in a store. It's you cannot just exactly. throw everybody in there with a bunch of plastic cases on the wall on shitty shelves and expect people to pay $60 on average for, for a game. It's yeah. not going to happen. Like it's just absurd. Not not in this day and age. That that time, <clears throat> it, it had its time, right? But now now we are uh, moving on, and I think that GameStop is going to be left behind probably sooner than later. Per- perfect gonna... perfect company to purchase a GameStop would be a Starbucks. Honest to God, yeah. because that's yeah. that's literally what it is. It's Starbucks. The coffee is way overpriced. You fucking know it is, but you know you can go there, get good Wi-Fi. <laughs> you know you can go there, get good Wi-Fi, not be bugged. You're not going to have fucking crazy people come in there like Dunkin' Donuts, all right? right? And you can just get shit done. And that's yep. it. It's it, it, it's it's usually quiet or at least there's like some ambience to it with the music and it's usually at least, the, at least a, 
like buzzing a little bit with people. You don't feel like you're in just like a, a cell of silence. They need to create yeah. that experience and take something that, you know, build the experience behind it instead of like, well, you want to click a button online and just get a digital download. Cool. But why not come in and see what else we offer? Yeah. God, good luck, GameStop. Anyways, hit us with the Super Smash Brother <laughs> news. All right. So Super Smash Bros. Ultimate now has a new patch out or an update. I guess more. Uh, it's version 2.0. Uh, Nintendo gave extremely detailed patch notes for each character change that they made, which almost every single character has at least one change. Uh, it's way too big of a list for me to go through, so if you want to see that, check it out on Nintendo's website. Uh, the patch also added Piranha Plant, so yeah, this is actually a little sooner than what we thought. Woo. I thought We kind of thought that was coming in February. Um, but... This patch is not all uh, sunshine and rainbows. No. So the first public service announcement I have for you guys is that users are reporting that the patch did bring at least one major bug. Uh, All-star mode, classic mode, and and century mode. Um, and I've also seen something about the 100-man battle and things like that. Uh, with certain characters are actually corrupting game save data. No. Um, yeah. Oh shit. So, uh not good. The reported characters are Piranha Plant, I've seen Duck Hunt, I've seen Me Fighter, um and then I'm I'm terrified to even play Smash right now. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I was just thinking I'm like shit. I hope my Switch did not download that. Uh, but it, it seems best to avoid at least the games and more tab until Nintendo has solved it. Um and if you can, if you are a Nintendo Online subscriber, absolutely back up this fucking game right now. Because <laughs> you're going to lose all your characters and you're going to go back through it and you're going to motherfucking and everybody. And yeah, no. So as soon as we find out when this has been patched, we will put something out on Twitter and on, uh, on our Instagram. But until then, just be careful. Uh, and then our second or public service announcement is that if you have entered the code previously to get uh, Piranha Plant and you have just now updated your game, uh, it might not show up, so you might have to go into the eShop and re-download everything. Uh, not everything, sorry. Just just the, the uh, Piranha Plant DLC. It's just so. super weird. It is kind of weird. The way this all worked is a little odd. I've seen a lot of people having more issues than I would have imagined, especially with Nintendo. They're usually pretty on top of it, but craziness. Here we are. Hey, um, apparently Xbox is growing, um, which I, I kind of had a hunch anyways, to be honest with you. I feel like there's been a little mm -hmm. bit more hype around Xbox. Oh yeah, absolutely. Towards the tail end. I think that's the perfect time to have a little bit more hype before you're going to announce yeah. a new, a new system. Lead right into that next console. So apparently Xbox Live grew to 64 million active users last quarter, which was an 8% increase. And active users are all players who have access to Xbox within the last month. That's how they deem that metric. Uh, Microsoft gaming division revenue grew by 8% to $4.23 billion out of Microsoft's total revenue of $32.5 billion. Um, $8.4 billion of that revenue What was uh, net income. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> what? Four, you know what's crazy? $8.4 billion is net revenue. That's that's insane. That's a pretty big chunk of Microsoft's total revenue, which is great mm -hmm. because I think this new Microsoft CEO, Satya Nadella, really sees... Um, not that the other ones didn't see the future of Xbox, but I think they always kind of looked at Xbox as like, okay, you guys go have fun. You know, yeah. that kind of mentality. And I think, I think he's he's pretty serious about it. Now between between him, Major Nelson, and uh, Phil Spencer, they got a hell of a team up there that is very visible to the public, and that is really yeah. I think they're just killing it, man. I think they're gonna go into this next generation strong uh, I as hell. I think they're probably gonna destroy PlayStation. I think to be honest with you, yeah, with the lineup because I, I think all <laughs> these all the purchases from E3 and stuff like that, all these different studios, is yeah. just. I used to think that it was all for Game Pass. I think it's all for day one releases on the new Xbox. We're just like, and here's five fucking games that are sweet. Good yep. luck. So if you can, uh, if you can go right into that next console generation and have some heavy hitting games right off the get go, I mean, you're you're laughing. Hey, absolutely. Um, Xbox Live on this. Would you be upset if 
there was something where I mean, let, let's be honest. Xbox Live, PlayStation Plus. I mean, if you're buying an Xbox, there's no reason why you shouldn't be buying Xbox Live. I mean, you literally cannot. You you pretty much cannot play most games without yeah, it's, it. It's it's pretty standard, especially um, anymore. Would you be opposed to them taking Xbox Live and then adding Game Pass into it, and then it be a different price, and that that's what it is per month moving forward? And it's like here you buy this box, and you're gonna have a because what is it now? It's like what ten a month or something like that. Or yeah, yeah. If you were to buy it every month, I think it's ten dollars a month for uh, Game Pass, and then it's like sixty dollars a month for or sorry, sixty dollars a year for the subscription to Xbox Live. Hmm. Be interesting to see if they the next one if they kind of scoop them together because I don't think they'll ever do something where it's like yeah buy a whole year of Game Pass for sixty bucks it's not gonna happen. No, they like that ten dollars because it changes right it's the content that changes month to month to month. Right. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I could see them going to a monthly model basically for the subscription and Game Pass. Um, I, I can see them bundling it together, but I don't know if it would be the only way to get Xbox Live. I feel like that would create a lot of backlash, a lot of people that don't want to pay for Game Pass that would now be paying for Game Pass. Yeah. Um, Especially when you're basically paying for a service literally just to play your fucking games online and then increase that from $60 a year. Like, there would be just way, way too much backlash, I think. That would be a very bad move. Interesting. Cool. Well, hey, man. Personally, I wouldn't care because I'm already kind of paying for them anyway. So, I mean... Eh. Yeah. But at the same time, being forced into that is kind of different. Yeah. It should be an add-on. It would be really weird seeing if people will jump ship from a from the PlayStation to, to Xbox. Because mm-hmm. I feel like when you went from like the 360 era and PS3, you kind of had these weird odd years at the end where, you know, obviously online was very key those systems by the end of them by the end of their life cycle um but now i feel like you know i feel like it's a pain in the ass to switch like if i wanted to switch from xbox as my main console to you know playstation i feel like it'd be a pain in the ass to me you know obviously my games don't transfer over you're talking about different building cycles i'm paying for you know x amount for the whole year um you know, it, it, down to the most minute of details, but I feel like it, I feel like now it, it's. I mean, it's that whole ecosystem premise, right? Where people are locked into the shit. I mean, look at PlayStation. You could have you could have PlayStation Plus, you could have PlayStation View and PlayStation Music, and you're fucked. Mm-hmm. That's that's your oh, yeah. whole world of entertainment right there is basically through PlayStation. Right. Absolutely. It's it's um. Yeah, it is hard. Um, I I haven't switched per se, but I I do have both consoles now, and it it is kind of a a weird transition because, uh, like you said, you know, you're so used to having this catalog of games that you've built over the years, mm-hmm. over you know ten years now at least. Um, uh, if you, but it's just it, it, it is weird once you go to PlayStation from Xbox or vice versa because, like I said, you're used to having this back catalog of games that you can always just return to whenever you want, and now you have, like, the two games you just bought, you know, or the game that came with your PlayStation. You're like... And I guess guess content matters. Like, people be like, well, it's all about the games that are on the system, but I don't really know, man. Like, I I mean, I I think it's just people grow accustomed to it they grow to accustomed to a playstation sitting on their shelf they grow accustomed mm-hmm. to picking up the playstation controller and then well, you know every I, month ten dollars comes from my bank account for playstation plus or whatever and i think just it's so it. natural to uh for for people to develop this sort of brand loyalty as well i think yeah, that's that true enough. it's such a natural thing for it to happen you know like for me i've been an xbox fanboy for forever it's like voting um, it's like politics yeah, yeah. You're either PlayStation or you're Xbox. Either Democrat you or Republican. You. you can't right. be both. And on either side, you hate each other. And then you got PC over there as the you know the, the fucking Tea Party or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I guess, guess the, the Switch. That'd be more Nintendo. Yeah, like, that'd be more Nintendo. Says, I'm just here to have fun. And then you got the PC Master Race that 
doesn't even care. They say everybody sucks. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, man. It's it's this weird dynamic for sure. But um, yeah, I I think especially now that people are so set in their ways of buying either a PlayStation or an Xbox, I think that's going to be the hardest time to transition, especially because you got friends on on a certain console and they maybe you didn't develop the brand loyalty, but they did, and it's it's and I think it's not easy. I think they're going to be looking for hooks too, anyways, like. Right before oh, yeah. the consoles are going to die, Xbox is going to release like you know some first-party game that just hooks people in, or and, and yeah. same with PlayStation, just as a last-ditch effort to to get anyone from you know thinking about jumping over to the new system of spending you mm-hmm. know an extra sixty bucks on something or whatever before they're going to leave. Um, right, it'll be interesting to see. But speaking of that, too, I mean similar things happening with Steam and the Epic Game Store, and you actually have some news about a game or yeah, yeah. Uh, so Epic is kind of becoming uh infamous at this point in time and <laughs> the i see some love towards them but uh also see a lot of hate directed their way but yep. basically there's um epic's been kind of taking games from steam and other places and we've covered that on tuesday and fuck i we've been covering it for like ever since it was announced basically that they've been taking these games right yeah so the newest one on this list is dauntless uh dauntless is a monster hunter-esque free-to-play game that's been in beta for i think i believe a couple years now Mm. um and basically has desired or decided to ditch their own patcher their own launcher whatever you want to call it in favor of joining up with epic um, so now Dauntless is going to go to the Epic Game Store free to play. And the weird part about this, though, mm-hmm. is all of your Dauntless accounts that you have created and have used to log into this game for years now are migrating to the new platform. And you have to change it over to an Epic Games account in order to continue to play the game. Son of a bitch. Um, world domination. Yeah. So, Tim Sweeney, world domination. This is it. <laughs> All progress will carry over, um, and, and supposedly all purchases that you may have bought, even though it is free-to-play, it's the, the normal free-to-play model. There's microtransactions, right? Um, that will all transfer over, but in order to continue to play this game, you have to create an Epic account, you have to go to, into the Epic Game Store, and you have to play it through their launcher. Uh, there is no set in stone date for this, um, but it will begin sometime hope or sorry, not hopefully, but they hope soon this year. And, uh, yeah, you just fucking force people to give them your fucking data and you force them to play the game on their fucking platform that they play a shit ton out of because it's free to play. And now they're going to buy a bunch of games in Epic Game Store, hopefully. Fuck that. Dude, I, I, I when the Epic you Game Store was first in, oh, I I, I imagine it's a ridiculous amount. amount of money. I mean, it, it had to be enough at the end of the game. At the end of the day, it's Tencent. Yeah, that's paying the fucking bills oh, yeah. for that. Right, and you know, initially the Epic Game Store sounded too good to be true, and come to find out, it it kind of is. There's there's a lot how, of issues. How do you do this though without being evil? That's my question because everyone's I complaining know. about it. And I get it. I understand. I'm not. I'm not trying to make light of it. I'm just saying. Right. How do you really do this without coming off as some sort of an See, asshole? And but for me, if I can, I always go through um, Humble Bundle or GOG or yeah. something like that if I can. But the thing is, if you buy something through Humble Bundle, most of your codes are still coming from Steam. So it's like, yeah. I mean. But at least then, you know, uh, some of what you spent goes towards charity type of thing. Like, that, I I like – and I think those those companies are large as well. I mean, hum, well, Humble Bundle if you play on IGN. PC – Yeah. If you play on PC, you know, uh, Humble Bundle is a normal thing. Like, everybody knows about it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, GOG, you know, GOG.com is – uh, I think pretty well known yeah, I mean, as well. Yeah, DRM free. It's it's which is amazing. I mean that that yeah. you have to do things like that to set yourself apart from Steam without being evil. I guess but, their thing is they did the what ten percent less for royalty. Like I mean they're making they're making that's more. That's true, so they but they also the have so many issues within the store alone. What you are know? they having right now? Um, let me. 
Let me find the article here real quick. Okay, while well, you're doing that, um, I, I totally, totally think that Epic Games is going to not give a shit and continue doing this, and it's just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse, and we're going to be in this, like, bastardized state of, like, my games are on Steam, and then half of my games are on Epic Game Store. Okay, great. And then the only one that suffers in that is really the dev. Like, it's yeah. not, It's not. I mean, is it annoying to me at the end of the day? Yes, it is, because, you know, Dauntless is on Epic Game Store, but, you know, Game XYZ is on Steam. Uh, but, you know, it just keeps me from not playing Dauntless as much. I mean, you got to think that Dauntless is going to go to this, and the amount of people that play Steam and you're playing a game, like, let's say, you know, my friend Pedro's out. You're playing that game, mm -hmm. and then it's on Steam, and normally Dauntless would be underneath there on the left-hand side, too, and you'd be like, oh, shit, yeah, you know, hey, I was going to go to bed, but now I'm going to buy, now I'm going to play some Dauntless, right, and play that. Right. And maybe we would have bought some shit. Now it's going to be, I'm going to play my friend Pedro on Steam, and then, yeah, okay, cool. Oh, never mind. Just going to go to bed now. Just not going to play Dauntless. Just don't give a shit. And the same goes for, you know, Epic Games to, to Steam. Steam users are review bombing Metro games after the announcement with the Epic's, Epic Games store. Oh, my God. See, but that's not cool. No, that's, that's not cool not, at all. That's not right. That is shitty What I don't understand by that is these are the same Steam users that bomb the shit out of Valve. For the PR release that Steam did and all the other things that Steam's done you know, most recently in the last couple months. And then right. the moment now where another company's coming in that is trying, I guess, to take better steps towards the dev in some regards. Now they want to ship bomb on them. I don't understand that. Yeah. That's weird. That's really fucking weird. I'm trying to scroll through this real quick so I can get That is the weirdest thing in the world. Yeah. That's like that's like being an Apple nerd and you know, like everyone's bitching at Apple right now about like the new MacBooks and all this stuff because they're not powerful enough for the Mac Pro because they haven't come up with one in a long time and people need a fucking new Mac Pro to do some of the pretty highly extensive, you know, graphic design and, 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 and video editing. And that's like complaining to them and then Google coming out and saying, Hey, we're gonna make our own line of products for this and then shitting on Google <laughs> for the same thing that you just shit on Apple about. But now they have your solution. I don't understand that at all. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. That's crazy. How, are the review bombs really affecting Dauntless? No, it's not for Dauntless. It's for Metro Exodus. Oh, Metro. The Metro sorry. series. Yeah. Is it really affecting it? Um, I mean, now that they're not on the Steam store, probably not. But they're, they are review bombing it. I don't know if they created... Epic accounts just to review bomb it on there or what? Wow. But I think generally with with those larger games like Metro Exodus, like review bombs are pretty obvious to see through. Mm -hmm. um, uh, most of the time, if you but know, that fucks if it you up stay up on them, right? It fucks it up in the algorithm. As much. Um, that's true. I mean, but, but a big game like that on the also, Epic Storm, they they can do whatever the hell they yeah, want. Exactly. Epic can go in and that's you know put enough. it right into the the limelight, but. Um, yeah, what issues you got for the Epic Game Store? You found? I was it? looking. I was looking for uh, trying to find a quick list here, and it's and it's not a quick list. No, it's not. A Do quick you remember list. some things it's that not, were on it? I know that there what the actual launcher in the store itself is not very great. It runs like shit. It's just real slow. It doesn't move quickly. Right. Because um, I I actually have it. Um, I I've heard reports of it being intrusive. Um, and kind of getting into places it doesn't need to be type of deal. Um, I've heard... Like from a data perspective? Yeah. Mm. Um, also, you cannot Isn't play Tencent anything... is a Chinese company? Yes. Son of a bitch. Yes. Yeah. Um, the other issue is that you can't play anything offline. Supposedly, they're looking into that, but as it stands now, you can't play anything offline. What do you mean offline, fucking so. looking into it? That's not... <laughs> Yeah, that's well, not like a bug. That's a fucking you hey fucking man, designed it for that. Uh, hey, I don't fucking work hey, yeah, for we'll him. All right, look into that. Don't worry about that. Yeah, we'll just we'll just fucking look into that. Don't worry. Yeah, about we'll that. just we'll just kind of look at it. Hey, I see we, you've got a gun. Just look I, see, at it. I see you've got a gun there in your pocket. Yeah, let me look into that real quick. Let me yeah, just fucking, hang on. Just cheese. Hold give on. Me a yeah. Whoa, there's a knife too. <laughs> well, let me look into that too. Jeez. 
Man, all right. I think I think the way they're going about um, being vultures in this market and trying to steal stuff is just leaving a bad taste in people's mouth. I, I think there's just they're creating bad blood early on, even though they're just trying to establish themselves. And there's other issues like uh, you know the security and things like that. I, I think there's just there's too many things that are just kind of not overly sketchy but they're sketchy enough and sketchy vibes they're man. happening Little quickly vibes. enough yeah i mean it's not right so that's where we're at hey a happy story uh to end this out before we leave uh a new n64 game uh may be just right around the corner so a game titled dragon sword was in development back in 1997 to 1998 but never made it to the general public uh, and thanks to an anonymous collector the unfinished game was released in 2010 uh pico interactive a company that has been somewhat known for revisit, uh, sorry, for reviving lost or abandoned games, bought the rights and source code of the game, and they may be looking to finish the game and release the long lost Dragon Sword. Kind of neat. I just, I thought that was a cool, cool story to kind of end out on. Yeah, and uh, it, it's cool. I mean, I'm not particularly gonna go out and buy an N64 game, especially an old, no. you know beat them up oh. but they did this uh, with um hack and slash game i guess could be totally fucking wrong on this but i'm pretty sure they did it uh there was a game called cheetah man uh that was on Man. nes or snes mm-hmm. and cheetah man 2 was created and it's same similar thing it was like <laughs> it was not it was not a yeah you know completed game or whatever and then it was crowdfunded or something like that and brought back but it was pretty nuts because i those are those things are fucking expensive to buy now Oh yeah, absolutely. Like they're super um, expensive. I think that that Pico Interactive they did one not too terribly long ago that was a crowdfund game. I believe it was called Forty Wisps or something like that. I meant to throw it in that mm-hmm. in that paragraph, but I uh, I forgot. But no, I think this is cool. I think it's why not? If nothing else, I mean, people are gonna buy it for not not necessarily nostalgia because the game never actually came out, but just kind of as a collector standpoint. And yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, man, I'm going to go get myself an N64. Just like I'm going to go get myself a whole smorgasbord of audiobooks because today's podcast was brought to you by Audible. That's right. You can get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com. Get access to over 180,000 titles to choose from. For your iPhone, your Android, your Kindle, or your MP3 player, so head on over to audibletrial.com to get your free audiobook download and free 30-day trial. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Diggity Podcast. Subscribe to us on YouTube, Diggity Gaming. And find me on Xbox One. My gamer tag is Maple Jeff. And Brody's yours is Luscious Brody. Ooh, get you some. Uh, leave us a review. Helps us out a ton. Uh, leave us comments on YouTube videos. Also helps out a ton um, on the iTunes side of things for reviews. Uh, helps us get more exposure uh, on iTunes and other podcast platforms, which helps out greatly. Um, and uh, more importantly, honestly, you can write a comment. And if your comment has some good feedback, we'd love to hear it because we always want to make the show better. Uh, and until next time, guys, we will see you for the Tuesday show. See ya.